Welcome to the LAR Ed Tech Our Teaching Practice Podcast, where we explore the experiences of Okanagan College instructors associated with their day-to-day teaching practice. Today we are here in Kelowna and I'm joined by Dr. Susan Thomas from the Okanagan School of Business. And so I welcome you, Susan. Hi, Carl. And happy Valentine's Day today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we are recording on Valentine's Day. I'm really happy that you joined me today. And I'm particularly interested in uh, a project or a, an assessment that you've been doing with your training and development course and, and how actually that assessment has evolved from pre-COVID to post-COVID time. So I'm wondering if you first of all tell me about this assessment pre-COVID? I'm very happy to be here and I'm very happy to share something that I have uh, developed over the years being at the college. Before COVID, when I looked at the curriculum, it's about training and development. This is a course taken by students who specialize in human resource. So when I looked at the course and there are a lot of theoretical aspects in training and development. And I was thinking, how do I make the course interesting? How do I uh, make it alive so that they can go out and become a professional trainer? Because they're taking this course and there's only one training and development course. So I've decided to incorporate a particular assessment which is called micro-training session. This micro-training is actually mini lessons or micro lessons that students need to prepare to train their classmates. So this was before COVID. And what I've done is broken the class into smaller groups. So we had uh, one particular student who will be a trainer, professional trainer, training uh, his or her classmates. So I've, I've divided it about 10 people in one, uh, one group. And... After that, I engaged with other professors to actually go in to assess the training session, the micro lessons that the students do. So it's about 10 minutes per student. Right. But you had to involve other professors because you you couldn't be uh, attending all those different sessions, right? So there was a lot of organization, different rooms you had to book and all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. That was, it's very tedious. Um... But, you know, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe some of the professors might see something interesting there and they might uh, look at it differently. They might give me a different feedback. Students might enjoy getting different feedback from other professors who are looking into their sessions because this is the reality. This is what they're going to face when they go out. Oh, yeah. So, But, um, but you set up uh, rubrics and things for all the profs and you had to kind of guide them a little bit in what to look for. Yeah, so this was pretty new for other professors and instructors at the college. I mean, we've got a lot of resources here, you know, and I'm the sort of person who like to look what we have and make use of what, whatever we have. So there's so many uh, resources here, so many talented professors. And so I've, you know, emailed to a couple of them and some can't make it, some can. 
And for those who've uh, volunteered their time, I actually sat down with them, showed them the lesson plan, showed them my rubrics, what to expect, how the scene will look like, how many students, you know, explain to them. And once they get the idea how it looks like, uh, they actually went into the classroom and and uh, actually graded them, assessed them, right. and gave the marks. Yeah. And they also wrote, um, some of them wrote one page uh, comments wow. and feedbacks. And students get a copy of that. Right. You know, very detailed feedback from each of the assessors. So very that's, helpful. That was really helpful. And this is the sort of thing that they can learn and, and take with them yeah. when they graduate. Can you give us an example of some of those micro lessons that the students were doing? Well, I had students, you know, it could it could be a yoga lesson. Oh. I've had a student who was just teaching us how to meditate. I've had a student who was uh, teaching us uh, how to make um, uh, Indian bread, Indian uh, dessert, gulab jamu. Um, and I had a, a Mexican student who tried to bring in their culture and introduce their famous dish. A Filipino student who did something on her culture. And another student who was a coach during his free time um, teaching in schools, um, soccer. And he actually gave a small lesson how to kick the ball Ooh. in the classroom. Yeah. So it very was personalized. Yeah. yeah, very, very kind of authentic, very individualized. You know, the students were experts in those areas, but they had the skills that you helped them learn in terms of how to do an appropriate presentation, a micro lesson, so yeah. to speak. And it's not just their skills, but applying what they've learned. Like, you know, they have to make sure that when they teach that lesson, they have to apply... Um, the elements that they have learned in the training and development, like how to break the ice, how to get the audience involved, um, what methods can you use in delivering your training, um, and also how do you evaluate after the training, that mm. session where you get students, uh, the, your fellow colleagues or peers, giving you feedback right. uh, on how well the lesson went. You know, so what materials do you bring in the classroom, you know, uh, to teach that lesson? So they got to think about equipment, materials, uh, the beginning, the middle and the end of that session right. within that 10 minutes. They also have to give me a detailed uh, lesson plan, the objective and all of these things that I've just mentioned in a paper. So I understand what they're going to do and mm -hmm. their plan for that day. Okay, well, quite an involved assessment, quite valuable for the students, but then COVID hit, oh, yeah. and you weren't able to actually have them do that assessment in that fashion, but it sounds like you came up with a creative solution. Yeah, and I thought about, um, now I don't have all of uh, the luxury of looking at the students face-to-face -face and assessing them, but in reality... COVID, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of companies do have training sessions. The show must go on. Life must go on. And, um, but how do we do it differently? And what are the needs now? And how do we um, accommodate those needs? So what I've decided is technology was very important. Mm -hmm. And one of the content in the training and development course is technology-based training. Mm -hmm. So I've thought about asynchronous type of training and how students have to use that 
technology to conduct training. And so I got the help from EdTag and LAR to give a lesson uh, on asynchronous type of training. And so they introduced Screencast-O-Matic, Cultura, and many others. Right. In, 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 and students had recorded sessions. They have a list of um, resources they could use. And they could also book equipments, uh, whatever that they need from um, the college. Okay, so you set up some training and, and provide them with lots of resources. Yes. And then set them loose. Yes. And then right. how did how did it go? Well, um, I I got them to think creatively. So some of them actually um, and incorporating all these ideas and the different type of technology that is available out there. So the students start thinking and they started recording their sessions and editing their sessions as well, and putting in like anime, and putting in typed word cartoons and different, different activities in their 10-minute recording session. It went well. It was fantastic. They had lots of YouTube videos on, online, and some of them did how to cook turkey, how to roast a chicken, how to deal with patients who might overdose, you know. Oh, so they okay. all, yeah. So they have many different types of training that right. they have thought of because where depends on where they're attached to yes you know so um so it's not just cooking right it's also about real life activity yes that might be useful when they conduct training later on right and i guess things about which they already have some experience yes right they have they have experience in the job right but they do not have the experience in training right in, uh, using the skills that they have learned, the knowledge they have learned. Mm -hmm. So now that they've known the methods, yes. they can incorporate all that and teach and teaching it way better than before. Right, because it all came out in a very structured video. And you, it sounds like they really embellished the videos. And then right. I, I know that you said in the pre-COVID times that when they did their teaching session, there was some sort of evaluation at the end. So were they able to incorporate an evaluation component? So the evaluation during the pre-COVID was different mm -hmm. from during COVID. So during the pre-COVID, the evaluation was, you know, looking at how enjoyable the session was by looking at the facial expression and the feedback that they get from the students. But during uh, COVID, now that they have the asynchronous training, how are they going to get that evaluation done? So they got to think through creatively. So we had that discussion in the class. So now students were thinking of rating. If they put it up in YouTube, uh -huh. how do they rate their videos? Like okay. from one to five, five right. stars, okay. one star, three star. Or they can put up a quiz at the end of their video ah. session or, or attach a link to a, a quiz, uh, sorry, a survey questionnaire. Right. So they have to think creatively yeah. for an asynchronous type of training compared to a synchronous type of training. Right. How can they get feedback on That's what they've right. presented? Yeah, but there are lots of options, and I'm sure you saw a variety of ways that they were doing that. I think you said something about also, because you were quite excited about the product, and others were kind of curious, you managed to make these videos accessible to a larger community. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah. So when students submitted their videos to me, uh, 
It was private. They had to put it in the Dropbox because that's where I grade them and mark their work. Then I decided, then I was looking at this. Now, I've got 30 students who've given it to me. And I am the only one who's looking at all the 30 wonderful videos, you know. And um, before COVID, they had classmates looking at it. They came, they attended, and they, you know, they saw, they gave feedback. Now, how can I share this with the rest of the class? So I created this link in Moodle, and I call it Community of Practice. And I actually told the students, anyone who feel comfortable. Yes that if you want, you put your link there so the others can see what you've what great work you've been doing, right. you can share it. So they did that. Right. So those, you know, um, so some of them put their link in and you had other classmates uh-huh. giving feedback. Ah. So the peers, you know, they've learned it. They yes. know the, the uh, elements of training and development and they gave valuable feedback that helped them yes. to uh, appreciate this better and also take what they've learned as they go out into the industry. Right. So I, I gather it was optional to share, but those that did, they really benefited from having the feedback. Right? That's right, yeah. So y- you uh, took this approach because uh, we were no longer in face-to-face classes and you were trying to have an asynchronous kind yes. of assessment. But I understand that this year you're now face-to-face with the students, but that you've continued this kind of assessment. Can you, can you tell me why you decided to continue with the, the video assignment? Um. Because I've done this one time last year in 2021, I want to continue it and do it a little bit better Mm. because, you know, you never know what you're going to learn from this. And um, so this year I want to continue this session and see what else can we learn from this. And I've also increased the evaluation component Mm. for this micro training to 20%. Previously, it was just 10%. So this time I want to make it more um, and see, you know, maybe since the weightage is more, maybe there are new things that the students can put in. Right. And we have cultura, new, new things. Technology is bringing new things. Students are exposed to new things. So what else can they put in to make it more interesting and exciting? It's kind of like you raise the bar a bit it's worth more but so therefore legitimately speaking they can put more effort and time into this and as you mentioned we seem to have more and more tools to be able to create these things it really does seem going forward that part of the skills that we'll want our students to leave with are these skills in using technology in a variety of ways to communicate with a larger audience and you're giving them the training and the opportunity to do that so i understand you haven't received yet the the videos for this year um any thoughts though like going forward so where thoughts about where you might want to be taking this project this approach or you want to wait and see how it goes see how these these videos are before you think about that i haven't thought about the future where it's going to go but i i'm hoping that the students will think where this is going to lead them. For example, like I've also introduced this semester, since I've raised the bar, I've also invited international speakers in my class. So I've had them come in from Australia. So I've got Patel from Australia visiting us. And she actually gave a talk via Zoom. And I've also, uh, this Friday, I have another professor coming in. He is from University of Bahamas. 
and now he's the president in one of the uh, one of the colleges in Malaysia. So these are distinguished speakers that were invited in my classroom, and they're coming in via Zoom. Okay. So where that's going to lead, you know, who knows? Right. You know, so students are going to think, wow, you know, I can do much more than just training people in my local community. Mm. Maybe I can do different forms of training at an international arena. Right, right, because they're already seeing an example of how you're bringing these speakers in. And, yeah, that's one of the things that I guess we just never really thought. Of. Oh, I get a guest speaker, well, it has to be from Kelowna, because here I'm teaching. Yeah. doesn't have to be from Kelowna, really. Eh? Right. It, it can yeah. be from, in your discipline, from a variety of places. Please go on. Oh, um, I wanted to say that, um, for example, uh, one of the speakers, he's going to talk about training Aboriginal community. And that's fantastic because that's something new, a new approach. And he was sharing with, the, with me in a private conversation. He said that going, how he got funded, you know, got funding and international funding and how he travel in boats and go to these very, very remote places and train the community, the Aboriginal in the community, how to increase income for their livelihood. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even though it's for tourism, but see where it's taking. It's taking different forms and shapes, our training. Just, mm-hmm. you know, you're just, I, all I'm doing is just planting the seed mm-hmm. and, and things will grow from this. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about where, my, where the future is going to go. The future is with the students. Mm-hmm. All I can do is expose them to different things that they can do, community, Industries, teaching, industries, teaching um, in different companies, different groups, demographics. There's so many they can do. Well, I, I so appreciate you coming in and sharing this project with us. And, and I think part of your goal in agreeing to come and talk to me is that it's a nice prototype for others to see, okay, uh, what, what did Susan do? And maybe I can apply this to my own classes. And, and so it's, it's been great. You've been very clear about what the approach was. And I really appreciate you coming in and sharing that with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Okay. Well, My bye pleasure. for now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>